Pinna. Welcome to Podcasters U. Hi, Pinna Podcasters. On this episode of Podcasters U, we're talking about everything you need to know to create memorable characters in your podcasts, from writing to performing. My co-host today is Maxime Wander, who plays the character Ruth Rose on A to Z Mysteries Clue Club. Hi, Maxime. Hi, Jeremy. A to Z Mysteries Clue Club is a podcast based on the books by Ron Roy, right? Yep. The podcast features all new mysteries that listeners can solve, along with Dink, Josh, and Ruth Rose. I bet a lot of our listeners have read the A to Z Mysteries books. What was it like playing a well-known character like Ruth Rose? Have you read the books before playing her? When I was little, I was really obsessed with these books and Ruth Rose. I read, I think, all of them actually. But Ruth Rose was my inspiration when I was little. I would dress like her, try to talk like her. So, yeah, it was awesome getting to actually play her. Were there any tricks that you did to get into character? The first time I started acting as Ruth Rose, I definitely reread some of the books to just try to get get her back in my mind from when I was little. At this point, I've been doing her for about three years, so it comes pretty naturally. But it's really helpful to picture the character in my mind and what's around her, the people she's talking to, and all that. And it really helps capturing what's going on. You've acted on both TV and podcasts. What's the biggest difference acting on a podcast? Well, on a podcast, you can't actually see the person you're hearing, so you have to have all your emotion in your voice when you're speaking, so you can describe the setting around you. While on TV, it's easier because you can see the emotion on the person's face, the background, all of that. Great. Let's listen to a clip of you as Ruth Rose. What is it, Josh? It's a note and a question. What's my favorite cake? Sign to take the focus worth. The bear signed it. That's weird. I like how he signs his name with a big swoosh on the letter H. I know the answer to his question. Hugglesworth's favorite cake is strawberry shortcake. As in this book here. The mystery of the nine strawberry shortcakes gone sour. As heard on our last episode, great scripted fiction podcasts don't exist without great characters. You have to care about the characters to care about the story. When you're creating characters for your podcast, it can help to start with a character description. That can answer questions like, what do they look like? How old are they? Where are they from? Are there any words or catchphrases that they use a lot? You can even model your characters after people you know or have met. Think about combining attributes of a few people to make one new character. Right. The more you can imagine who that character is, the easier it will be to write dialogue for them or act as them. Once you've written your script filled with interesting characters, the next step is casting. That's the process of choosing who will play each of your characters. Maxime, you've experienced auditioning for character roles. What's the process like? Well, besides a character description, an actor is given sides for a character. Those are a set of dialogue lines that are a good representation of who that character is. To audition, an actor reads the sides as they imagine the character should sound. Do you get any help during this process? Yes, often there's a casting director. That's the person whose job it is to find and select actors to play each character, who can tell you more about what they're looking for from the character. And what happens next? After all the auditions are in, what typically happens is the casting director from the show will make recommendations, and then the people making the show make the final decision about who is the best actor to play each character. 
Now, podcasters listening to this probably won't be using a casting director or professional actors. So you'll have to be your own casting director and find people you know to play your characters. Totally. You can ask family, friends, anyone you know. Think about kids at school who make funny voices or love performing in the school play. Yep. And then once you have your actors, it's time for the performance. Actors may work with the voice director who works like a coach, giving feedback to make the performance better. Sometimes actors will record all their lines without any other actors present. And other times, they'll act alongside other cast members and perform whole scenes together. And when you have really talented actors, the characters come alive. Speaking of talented actors, I'm about to talk to the extraordinary voiceover actor, Tyler Bunch. Listen to just some of the characters he's played on Pinna and see if you recognize any. Welcome back to Hero Hotel, Chet Sobrowski. But now that I have trapped you in this room, I can take back my old form and escape this dreadful place. And I'm not really a tiger. I'm really a mountain lion wearing black ribbons to make tiger stripes. Uh, what did you say, Monster Cook? I, George, have used this hammer to flee them. Knock the fiery breath from a lindworm. The only thing that spear will do is get you killed. When that hits the boar, it'll splinter like a toothpick. Glowies! The podcast is doing buffo business. The Global Gazette is now the number one newspaper in Cityburg. Greetings and salutations, my feline friend. I am Cheddar Shanks, leader of the rats. And these are the rats of Rahul! Hi, Tyler. Thanks so much for being on our show. Hey, Jeremy. Of course. This is really kind of cool. I haven't done something like this before. We just heard a clip of your amazing range as a voice actor. What are some of the things that you think about when coming up with a voice for a character? Oh, man. Good question. Um... I think pretty much across the board, it's about finding out how that voice, that character, that thing, if it existed in the real world, would live, behave, act around and as compared and contrasted to other people. So that's a lot of big words to say, how would this character look, sound and feel different from anything else? And so I think about how old it is, um, what, uh, whether or not they're smart or how quickly they come up with words, how quickly they can change their mind, how they respond to other people, whether or not they're always in a certain emotional state or whatever. And lastly, I kind of think about, you know, what they look like, how they would move, how they would breathe, how they carry themselves and therefore kind of how they impact the rest of the characters around them just from the way they sit there and exist. Does it matter what a character looks like if that character is in a podcast and is never seen? All right. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it does, because it helps me envision how I would make that thing sound. Like, for instance, a really big character, they're going to breathe deeper and they're probably going to have more resonance and they're probably going to sound more like the weight that they would have. Whereas something is smaller and it kind of moves around really fast and it's kind of flitty and skitty and breathes quick and jumps around. It's probably going to sound a little bit different. So how the character looks and how literally it reacts to gravity and to the air around it is going to change how it sounds. Actually, Tyler, if you're game, we'd love to hear you create some characters right now. Can you do the voice of a few different characters as though they're welcoming listeners to their own podcasts? Oh, so like I'm the host of a podcast? Yeah, why not? 
Okay, first one. The Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster. Nice. Okay, so that's one of the things about characters that sort of already exist. Like, people have in their brains, they know what the Loch Ness Monster is, right? So, um, Loch Ness Monster, big, lizardy thing. I'm probably going to go big. And right off the bat, a lot of people may not know, Loch Ness is in Scotland. So, I'm going to probably lean toward... Some real big character that lives in Scotland and probably bubbles a little bit because it lives in the water. And so, if I were to host my podcast, I would say something like, Greetings, I'm the Loch Ness Monster and you're listening to On the Walk. How about that, Jeremy? Was that what you were asking for? Well, I certainly wouldn't want that next to me. <laughs> How about a sad houseplant? Oh, a sad houseplant. Uh, all right, so houseplant um, in a pot. All right, so, I was, so I'm probably going to fixate on the sad rather than the houseplant because we don't already have an idea about what houseplants sound like, right? So I'll probably focus on the sad. Somebody's stuck inside all day long looking out the window with some sort of longing. Hi there, it's me, the sad houseplant, and you're listening to Blue Thumb. On today's episode, Cabin Fever, let's get to the root of the problem. Amazing. You've also voiced many characters on the podcast, Hero Hotel. What if Jarvo, the AI computer system, had a podcast? Oh, all right. Uh... Jarvo. Um, hello, and welcome to Jiving with Jarvo, the podcast about welcoming superheroes to Hero Hotel. What if the sausage-based superhero Bratman had a podcast? Oh, Bratman, that's okay. What would, okay. <clears throat> hey there, pals. It's Bratman over here, and welcome to my podcast. Big Dinks and Sausage Links with me, Bratman. How about supervillain, Dentist Doom? Dentist Doom's got a podcast? Wow, I'd hate to be producing that. Okay, um, so obviously he'd be about teeth. He's a bad guy. Um, some of you may have heard this guy before, so... Um, <clears throat> Greetings and welcome to Gnashing Teeth, the podcast with me, Dentist Doom! <laughs> Today, flossing. That is so great. Okay, so once you've decided on the character voice, what do you think about during your performance? Do you think about things like character motivation and emotions? Good thought. Absolutely. That's exactly what I think about. And voice acting is acting and acting is reacting. You're listening to the thing that came before in the guise of the character, imagining how the character would react to whatever it is is going on, whether it's just a line somebody says or something it's watching happen. So always I'm thinking about not only what the character would be doing specifically, but how specifically they would react because of what they're bringing to the table. So like the sad houseplant would react differently than the Loch Ness Monster, right? So obviously I got to think about what their lives are like, what they're dealing with every day, and how that would change the way they say the things that they say in the script. 
Can you talk about working with voice directors and how they help you with your performance? Oh, I'm I'm much above voice directors, Jeremy. I never need a voice. I'm kidding. Of course, Jer- they're the ones that are there thinking about the whole picture. Whereas I just talked about, because of your question about how I'm thinking about the tunnel vision of what the characters got in their mind and in their heart and how they're going to react. That director is thinking about all of the characters and how they're going to bounce around one another, like the the balls on a pool table, right? And each one's bouncing around doing its own thing. I'm just the number seven or whatever, so I'm really focused on the direction that I'm going in. And the director can help me make sure that I'm moving in a way that helps the whole story come together and the whole arc of what's important for the audience to get from the script as a whole. So the directors are terribly important. When you're asked to do multiple takes or reads of a line, how do you think about making them different each time? That's another good question, because one of the things that I like to do in the booth is I like to make it really hard for the director to pick. That's my goal. I want them to never be able to pick between the three different ways I'll read a line. And that's the way it happens a lot, is when we're in the booth, we'll have a sentence on the page and we'll ask to read the line three times. And what I try to do is make each version of the line more interesting than the last time. And it's really fun if I make a director almost angry because they can't figure out which one they want to use. I also like to make directors angry. (laughs) As an actor, how do you describe what good character dialogue is? Well, it kind of falls in line with everything that I said about the specific characters and how they're going to think about things differently. In an ideal world, every line on the page, you could only hear one specific character saying it. Those words are said by a specific brain, a specific emotional presence. So really good dialogue makes it feel like the character that you're hearing say those words is the only one that could every time somebody new speaks. And they're reacting so specifically and doing things so unique to them, but it all meshes together in this awesome tapestry that takes you through whatever the story is. So do you have any last tips for our listeners as they create their characters? Well, the biggest thing that I would say is find out what you can do with your voice and figuring out how you can bring it to the unique aspects of a character. Don't try to do something because you think people will like to hear it. Do it because it makes you laugh, because it makes you want to listen. And it's because it's a facet of you is why we are going to want to listen, because nothing is more interesting to somebody than someone who doesn't think the way they do. So Always bring your authentic self and whatever cool, silly things you can do that nobody else can. Tyler, thanks so much for talking with me. Are you kidding? It was a blast. Jeremy, every actor wants to talk about themselves. Come on. Say goodbye to the Loch Ness Monster and the Sad Houseplant for me. Bye, Jeremy. I'll miss you. I won't. Wow, Tyler Bunt can sure play a bunch of different characters. Good one. I see what you did there. But seriously, that was awesome. And hopefully, after hearing a great performer like Tyler, inspires our listeners to come up with great characters. To help you with your character creation, we've got information on character descriptions and tons of other resources available for you to download. Ask a parent or teacher to visit pinnet.fm slash podcastersu. That's podcasters plus the letter U. Also, that's where you can share a podcast with us. We want to hear what you make, and we may feature your episode on Pinna. 
Maxine, thanks so much for joining me this episode. Thank you for having me. On the next episode of Podcasters You, my co-host will be Zuri Wemple, star of What's Champ Chewing. And we'll talk about how to incorporate music and sound design into your show. Happy podcasting! Looking for more inspiration to create your own podcast? Pinna has tons of exclusive original podcasts to help you get started on your podcasting journey. From fiction to fact-driven and interview-based to just a fun game to play along to, Pinna's library will be sure to spark your imagination. Head to pinna.fm to create your Pinna full access account to start listening today. That's pinna.fm. Or you can subscribe to one of the Pinna channels right here on Apple Podcasts to get unlimited access to select kids' podcasts.